0: Welcome to another exciting podcast from Living Faith Church. It's our hope and prayer that today's message will bring you closer and deeper to the heart of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now here is our lead pastor, Pastor Dean Hackett. And here's, here's what I'm going to do. I, I'm not going to give you the whole banana because Father Father spoke to us very, very clearly earlier in that word. And I want to honor that. But I do I do believe strongly that that God has given me uh, a word that I want to share with you, and I'm going to give you I'm going to give you the Reader's Digest version. And the reason for that uh, did we Matt did we record the eight thirty? We didn't. Okay, that's that's okay. Um, and here, here's here's what we're going to do. We're, you're going to get this shortened version. And the reason I'm doing that is because. These, these all build on one another. And where we go, the two weeks following, on the 23rd and the 30th, build on what we're talking about two weeks ago and this morning. And, and it, it builds. And it's all about living this uncommon life. When, when God calls us to be disciples of Jesus Christ, when he calls us to begin walking with him. It's not like anything this world has. There's there's nothing in the world that is like it. And everything that the world has to try and replicate it fails. And and that's why that's why religion doesn't work. Because religion can't replicate what Jesus gives. Come on. It, it just it just can't it and and uh and there's been times in history where religious people tried to build a religious kingdom and and it failed and the reason is because you can't replicate what god has given to us and and there's nothing in the world like it and that's why it's uncommon living. Amen? Amen? Father, speak to us and just train us in Jesus' name. I I give to you my entire being to speak through me for the next 15 minutes in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, Scripture talks about boundaries, and, and there, there are two kinds of boundaries spoke about in Scripture. Now, there are all kinds of boundaries, right, that, that we'll, we'll face in life. But in Scripture, they're boiled down to 2 There They're the boundaries that, that the spirits of darkness use to keep people as prisoners. Okay, Jesus talked about it. Upon this rock, I'll build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So those boundaries that the powers of darkness build to hold people as prisoners, whether we're talking addictions, or whether we're talking uh, boundaries of, of uh, uh, anxiety, fear, worry, depression, despair, you know, emotional boundaries. They're just boundaries that the enemy used, builds us and he holds us as a prisoner. But Jesus Christ said, but my church will come and destroy those boundaries and set the people free amen Amen. he talked about it again uh, when he began his public ministry in the city of nazareth and he read the passage from isaiah 61 and then said this day is the scripture fulfilled what was that passage it was the passage that said the spirit of the lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor He has sent me to proclaim recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Almighty God had anointed Jesus to come and break the boundaries of darkness to set people free. And then Jesus gave that same authority to his church. In my name, you can break these boundaries and set people free. Amen? That's what the Apostle Paul was talking about in 2 Corinthians. When he said, though we walk in the flesh, we don't war according to the flesh. Because the weapons of our warfare aren't carnal. They aren't earthly. They aren't fleshly. They're not man-made. Weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So breaking those boundaries that the spirits of darkness will build to hold people captives but then there's a there's a positive boundary there's a positive boundary and and these are boundaries that give identification talks about it in scripture the boundaries of Moab the boundaries of Edom boundaries of the Midianites okay historically speaking okay The boundaries that identified the Germanic people from the Franks. The boundaries that identified Poland from Russia. The boundaries that identified, right? Boundaries. Natural boundaries that that identify people. The boundaries that identify Canadians as opposed to Americans. They're not evil. They're positive. It's kind of weird to me today that people are wanting to do away with all boundaries. Well, we're just people of the earth. Folks... That doesn't work. Never has worked in history. It's not going to work now. By the way, <laughs> just just ask how well it works over in the European Union. Doesn't work real well. Okay, how come? Because people they they have identity. Nothing wrong with having identity. Amen. Amen. Okay it 's only, it's only evil when you let that identity begin to separate and, and one identity is better than another identity okay then then that becomes negative. Are you tracking with what i 'm saying but God God established boundaries there, there were boundaries when the children of Israel went into the promised land, God had them. God himself gave them boundaries for the Benjamites, for the Judites, for the uh, for those of Zebulun, for those of Naphtali, for those that were, were uh, how many know? The 12 tribes, they had, the Reubenites, they had, they all had boundaries. It wasn't wrong. God was the one that established those boundaries because it did two things it gave them identity and it told them the land that was theirs to possess. Come on. Come on. Now I gotta tell you, I'm really, really thankful for those yellow stakes at the four corners of 114 northeast 11th place because it doesn't matter who comes and visits Highland Summit area you don't get that land I bought and paid for it come on amen Amen. and my name's on it it's my possession okay and it's okay it's not evil I bought and paid for it just like I'm not gonna come take your land that has your name on it. Yeah. Amen. Thank Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, it, it, it's uh, boundaries can be positive things. They establish identity, they establish possession, they also establish protection. Aren't you really, really glad when the road department puts up those, 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 Um, those boundaries and then the big sign danger don't go in aren't you glad the bridge washed out dum-dum don't go in there Mm -hmm. some people I don't care what they say they have no right to block me up okay have fun hope you can swim (laughs) you know what I'm saying come on you know what I'm saying Aren't, aren't you you know I don't know about you, but I'm really glad, I'm always glad when they put up those orange cones and things like that, and there's a hole there. Because when you're like I am and you have trouble chewing bubble gum and walking at the same time, you're really glad for orange cones. let just say, don't even get close. Don't even get close. But how many of you were like, when I was a kid, I wanted to get as close as I could. Silly... But you know, danger. I just kinda I just and and you're like that when you're kids, you know, you you don't know to not. You know, kids kids don't know that you can't climb a tree clear to the very top. That when those limbs get really, really thin, then I go hold your weight. They're going, Oh no, I can climb clear to the top. And then and they fall and, and they hurt themselves, right? Danger. Boundaries put protection around us. They give identity. They give possession. They give protection. And God does that same thing in our spiritual life. He establishes boundaries because there are things that are just plain danger. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 8 has this very interesting verse. And it says, you dig through a wall, you get bitten by a snake. And there are just times when spiritually we don't use the best wisdom... And God's put up this boundary of protection and we will dig through that wall of protection and the enemy will bite us. Amen. And then we go, I don't know how come God let that happen to me. <laughs> God let that happen to you? God put the boundary up. You were the one that chose to dig through the boundary and then you wondered how come the enemy was able to bite you. Because God, God establishes boundaries for our identity, for our possession, and for our protection. Watch this. It, this goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. When, when clear back. Oh, by the way, I, I need to share this with you. In the book of Haggai, God illustrates this for us in a very interesting way. Go ahead and go to that passage for me. in Haggai. Would you read this with me? Because this, this is a very interesting passage of Scripture. Everyone together. Thus says the Lord of hosts. Now ask the priest concerning the law, saying, If one carries holy meat in the fold of his garment, with the edge he touches bread or stew or wine or oil or any food, will it become holy? The priest answered and said, No. And Haggai said, if anyone who is unclean because of a dead body touches any of these, will it be unclean? So the priest answered and said, it shall be unclean. Then Haggai answered and said, so is this people, and so is this nation before me, says the Lord, and so is the work of their hands, and what will they offer there is unclean. You see what God is saying? There are boundaries, and there are just things that are unclean, and there are things that are holy. Holy. And when you take that which is holy and you brush it up against that which is unclean, that doesn't make the unclean clean. It makes the it makes the holy unclean. So, and, and he says they're just things that we need to understand. Things that are righteous and holy. There are things that are profane, and this is the whole concept of godliness. Godliness is when we recognize that we are absolutely and totally dependent upon Almighty God for everything in our life, but is also recognizing that there are things that are holy and sacred and pure, and there are things that are profane and ungodly. And God sets boundaries that helps us live in the context of our identity. Because I am a child of God, because I am a born-again child of God, I carry this identity— I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so I'm going to live a righteous and holy life. That's my identity. I'm a child of God. It also establishes my territory. I live inside the kingdom of God. Yes, I'm living on planet earth. Yes, I'm living in the 21st century. Yes, I'm living here and now. But I'm living in a culture of hedonism and paganism. And while I'm living in that culture, I will live by the identity that I am a child of God and I'm living in the kingdom of Almighty God inside a fallen world. It establishes my identity. It establishes my possession. I live in the kingdom of almighty God. And it establishes my protection. There is a very real power of darkness. And when I step outside the boundaries God has established, I become vulnerable to the powers of darkness. When I stay inside the boundaries that God has established, I tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy Boundaries Boundaries It's amazing to me though how today people don't want boundaries You you can't tell me what to do You're right I can't I'm not going to try and tell you what to do I'm just going to tell you what God says and then you and God have to work that out I'm going to share with you what God says. Amen? Amen. It's interesting because in the Garden of Eden, it started clear back in the Garden of Eden with Adam and Eve. God planted this garden and he says, listen, you can eat of all the trees, all the fruit of the garden. But there are two very special trees I've planted in the garden. Over here is the tree of life. You can eat of that and it gives you eternal life. Over here is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You eat of that tree and you will die. Eat of all the trees you want to eat. Eat of the tree of life. You live eternally. You Eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. You will die. Don't eat that tree. Boundaries. Boundaries. They were given boundaries. They chose to override the boundary. And they were bit by a serpent. And they died. And then they had to be removed from the garden. And a warring angel was placed there at the gate so they couldn't come back into the garden and eat from the tree of life and live eternally in their condition. It's in the scripture. Read it. But God set boundaries. Fast forward a few hundred years. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They've been delivered from slavery. They're on their way to the promised land. God says to them, I'm sending you into the promised land. There are going to be people there that you will displace. You don't partake of their culture. You don't live the way they live. You do not partake of their gods. Their gods are evil. Their gods are a false god. And their culture is immoral and evil. They sacrifice their children to idols. They have both male and female prostitutes. They have both homosexual and transgender relationships. You do not partake of their culture. You do not partake of their culture. Listen to what he says. You are a holy nation, my special treasure. Amen. Amen. God set boundaries. And what did he do? He gave them 10 commandments that helped them know the boundaries. These aren't 10 suggestions. They're not 10 good ideas. It's not legalism. It's boundaries to give them identity, to give them possession, to give them protection. Let's say them together. Many people today don't even know what they are, but let's say them together, shall we? Everyone together. They have no other gods before me. No carved images. Do not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Stop. This is all about, look, look, there's one true living God. If you start partaking of other gods, you will distort the image of God. You will no longer reverence the true and the living God. And just God is going to be distorted and you won't know the real true living God. Hello, America, 21st century. okay we'll just continue right on this is so good and positive here we go remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy honor your mother and your father you shall not murder let's stop more beautiful boundaries. Remember the Sabbath that he gave up. What's he doing? Look, work six days, rest the seven. Outcome? come? Because if you work every day of the week and you're after that almighty dollar so you can get bigger and better and, and, and bigger and better and bigger and better, you're just going to wear yourself out and you are not going to really know life and love life and know the abundant life I've promised you. You will become a servant to the dollar. America, 21st century. Isn't it amazing? People are, are both are working, double jobs, working hard to get that bigger car, that bigger house, and they don't have time to enjoy it. They got this, this big, beautiful house, they don't have time to enjoy it. Give me a smaller house with a smaller mortgage, so I don't have to work as hard, so I can gather the family around the table and we can enjoy life together. Come on. That's what God was trying to say to them. Work six days, rest the seventh, because on that seventh day you will honor me and you will rest and refresh yourself, and you will be a better person. Amen. Amen. America would go crazy right now if we ought to say everybody's got to shut down on Sabbath. I can hear it right now. What are we going to eat? your dinner table you know you know that room that's got the chandelier in it and the table under it that you never sit at yeah. uh, I'll quit I'll quit. <laughs> honor your mother and your father this is the commandment with promise Amen. you'll get a long life that's right. on the other hand if you don't honor your mother and father you'll shorten your life yeah. there are many that have cut their life short because in their rebellion and their bitterness against mom and dad, they got involved with the wrong people at school. They got involved with drugs. They got involved with alcohol. They got involved with the wrong guy. Got pregnant out of wedlock. And just da 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 da. They shortened their life. They shortened their life. This isn't saying that every mom and dad is perfect. This is saying though that you honor. You honor, you honor that physician because when you do, you release a blessing into your life. It's a protection. It's a boundary. It's a boundary. It's amazing. It's amazing. You should not murder. You should, let's all say it together, shall we? You should not commit adultery. You should not steal. You should not bear false witness. You should not covet. Listen, these are, these are boundaries. And I hear people talking about like they're le- Well, That's just legalism. That's Old Testament. They don't do that anymore. And I am go, are you kidding me? These are boundaries. These are protection. These are wonderful protection in our life. And by the way, if our culture would get it back in our culture, Chicago might be different. Do you think it would be a good thing if Chicago and Memphis and other cities had less murder? Had less stealing? It's amazing to me how we've forgotten what God was saying. But it's not just, it's not just Old Testament. When we go to the New Testament, and I'm I'm hurrying. I got two minutes. It's gonna be amazing to see how I do 20 minutes in two minutes. Here we go. You ready? We're gonna jump to the New Testament because God set similar boundaries in the New Testament. It's interesting. In the book of Malachi, he says, I am the Lord God, I change not. Because he, the last book of the Old Testament, he wanted you to know before he jumps into the New Testament, he's the same God. There are people that want to talk about like he's a different God. you got a whole new God that goes from Malachi to Matthew. No, you don't. He's the same God. I'm the Lord God. I change not. Malachi. Matthew. Then in Hebrews, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Jesus Christ that was in the book of Genesis. The Jesus Christ that was in the book of Joshua. The Jesus Christ that was in the book of 1 Samuel. The Jesus Christ that was in the book of Malachi is the same Jesus Christ that's in Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans. Come on, all through the New Testament. Same Jesus. Same Jesus today. And he gives us these boundaries, Ephesians 4, be angry and sin not. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Don't give the enemy an area of jurisdiction. The boundary, don't let bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness in your life. Put up that boundary. I choose to always forgive whoever hurts me or offends me. I will not hold an offense. I will not be bitter. I will not be When you hold that boundary up, there's protection. When you allow bitterness in, you dig a hole in the wall and the serpent bites you. You give him an area of jurisdiction in your life. Here's the next one. Found in the book of... Was it Ephesians next? I thought there was a Romans one in there first. Thank you. Okay, maybe I got him out of order. The preacher got him out of order, didn't he? Okay, forgive me. Romans 1. Listen, listen to this one. This is so important. Romans 1. He says, even though they knew God, they, did, they, they suppressed the truth. They didn't, they didn't honor him. They were not thankful. They didn't glorify him as God. They became futile in their imagination. They changed the image of God into a false God by by making him creatures and four-footed beasts and, and human beings. And they refused to retain God in their education. They refused to retain God in their ideology, in their philosophy, in their reasoning. And because of that, God released them Into all kinds of immorality and perversion, including transgender relationships. The protection, retain God's word in everything you learn. Amen. Put God's word supreme. There's an absolute truth, God's holy word. God's holy word trumps all the wisdom and knowledge of men. You have to put God's word first. And here's the other one, Ephesians 5. Imitate God as dear children. Be imitators of God as dear children. Love as Jesus loves and let no form of immorality in your life, no form, no coarse joking, no coarse language, no form of immorality in your life. Now, here's how we close this. You ready? when we make the choice to take down a boundary we let the enemy come in when we choose to just dig a little hole in the boundary well, I'm not not removing the whole thing I'm just this this little hole you are bit by a serpent going to end with this story two stories one happened 20 years ago pastoring in another city got a call late one night from a husband pastor you got to come my wife's threatening to leave got to the home lovely couple three young children she says I'm out of here tired of this marriage Tired dealing with being a homemaker. I just want to go to the bars and sing. That's what I've always wanted to do. She had a beautiful voice. Sang on a worship team. I'm out of here. I'm just going to go to the bars and sing. I begged her, please don't do that. Please don't, don't make this choice. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I'm going to go in those bars. I'm going to be immoral. and I'm going to start getting drunk. I hate all of that. I'm not going to do that. I just want to go into the bars and sing and I'm just going to go and it'll be a better life. I'll do what I've always wanted to do. I sat with her for hours. I must have been there two or three hours crying and begging her not to make those choices. Finally, I said to her, I see you're going to do what you're going to do, but there's something you need to know. The moment you make this choice to do this, you give up the right to determine. Because you're taking down the boundary and you're letting the enemy determine your life. And he will take you further than you ever intended to go he will make you pay more than you ever intended to pay and he will keep you longer than you ever intended to stay you just understand you give up the right to make the choices once you decide to do this please don't do this she did left her family I can't remember how many years it was later I got a One afternoon in the office, my administrator buzzed me and said, Pastor, there's someone here you're gonna wanna see. Um, I know you got a busy afternoon. They're not on the schedule, but I believe you're gonna wanna see them. I said, okay. Pretty soon, the administrator opened the door. There she stood. (sighs) She came in, sat in the office with me. She began to cry. I began to cry. She said, you're right, Pastor. I would never have dreamed how far I've fallen. Do you think he'll take me back? And I got to lead her back to Jesus that day. And for the last 20 years, she's been walking with Jesus. Jesus. Back singing on the worship team, but she took down the barrier. She didn't. She would never have had to go there, but she took down the barrier. She got bit by a serpent. Years we were pastoring in Sandpoint, Idaho. There was a family that lived in Bonner's Ferry just north of us. Godly family, raised godly children, home educated. There's one of their sons. Never used alcohol, knew it was wrong. But one evening, thought it'll be okay one time, it'll be okay one time. One evening, he used alcohol, got drunk, drinking and driving. He killed someone, was arrested, and tried for a vehicular homicide. One night, just one time, he dug a hole in that wall and was bit by a serpent. Just one time. We are so blessed that you join us online today for more resources on how you can grow your relationship with Jesus Christ visit us online at www.winacity.com. If you would like to speak with someone about your relationship with Jesus Christ or would like prayer, you can contact us at 541-567-4486 or email us at info@winacity.com.